You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Good afternoon, everyone. Two minutes past three on a Wednesday afternoon. Welcome to the show. Kimbo and The Roots with you for the next two hours. Hope you're managing to keep cool out there today. It's currently 37.8 degrees. Big show coming up. We want a lot of interaction. We need help today. Let's drag in The Roots. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey! Rooch, hey. Now, I've had a thought. Oh, hello, Kim. Hello, everyone. Yeah, this is This scary. could go anywhere. I, I just thought of it again then, listening to the dulcet tones of Andrew Hayes, who's no longer with us. Lovely man. Who Andrew put Hayes. that ditty together yes. and with accompanied by backing vocals by Kane Corns. Yes. Are we what, allowed what are to thinking? use that? He could be charging I, us. No, and, Andrew's not that sort of person. Really? Oh, he's a he is the salt of this earth. Should we get someone else in the organisation to come up with a new introduction for you? Bickley and Walsh, they could do it. Really? No, Why Bix not? is tone deaf. That's... Then, then again, so is Kane, <laughs> and so am I. It's wow. not a crime. Wait, wow! You've heard him sing. He'll admit to that. Really? I can't sing. I you can't good. sing. No, not at all. Not at all. Gee, one coffee and you're off, aren't you? How was the coffee? The coffee was good. Good. And, uh, and well done to you, Rooch, for coughing up That's after losing right. that bet yesterday. Okay. And uh, you shocked everyone in the studio here. In fact, everyone, even down at the coffee Even shop, the Reserve Bank of Australia has collapsed. You on actually this bought Ben one as well. Yes. Well done, Ben. Hope so you, you spent $11, Rooch. That's it. Do you oh. realise that? City, The city... Shares will just collapse now. And uh, I'll you have handed to sell over all your, my BHP shares now. Yeah, yeah, you handed over your card to me too, which yes. you should feel very nervous about. I think I am. Uh, good show coming up. We do need yes. assistance today. We're live and interactive. We're going to throw out something that I feel semi passionate about. You're not quite on the same page. Nope. The text number is 0427154166. Did you hear me say that as opposed to yesterday, Roach? Say it again. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. That's our text number. And if you want to have a chat, it's one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I'll get to why we need help very shortly. Coming up on the show though at four o'clock, Channel Ten soccer commentator Robbie Thompson. Big game happening tonight. Chance to get a bit of silverware, Rooch. Finally, finally, we want it, don't we? Yeah, that was sort of a segue for you to explain what's happening tonight for people that aren't involved with the world game. Sorry. Well, the, the Matildas are playing. Of course, because they've got... Come on, Roach. The Nations Cup. I understand that. They did very well against Spain. Yes, I get all that. But it's 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 a pre-World Cup tournament, so to Well, speak. I know. But it's still a chance to win some oh, silverware. I get what you're saying. All right, the, we'll real, get... the real silverware is coming in the World Cup. Nice cover-up, Roach. Yeah, we'll, we'll well, get... I wasn't going to get excited about a, a pre-World Cup preliminary oh, event. We'll just, we'll just cancel Channel 10's no, Robbie no, Thompson no, then. No, no, no. I don't... I, 
everything the Matildas are doing, but you've got to keep it in perspective. This is like your pre-season cup. You're, you're building up events that don't mean anything. Right. It does mean something. What, the pre-season cups? There, there's no four, four nations there that are all having a crack yes, at this. I we understand. beat Spain for the first time yes, ever. I understand that. It's significant. We'll talk okay. to him at 4 right. three past four. You can play it down if you want to. Uh, 4.25, do we still need to cross to the Junction Oval for the Shield match between South Australia and Victoria? Yeah, a silverware I would have liked to have seen more often here in South Australia. What's the score there? Eight for 165. I repeat, eight down, 165 on the board, needing 203 runs. And uh, unless Dizzy Gillespie can inspire the tailenders to be like he was at Test Cricket in his last innings, it's not going to happen, Kim. Uh, so you were right, weren't you? It, well, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't get excited about it. I said it could be an illusion or an aberration, their winning run of form. But mm. they can still make the finals, Roach. Oh, I forgot to say, Marty Matner, Sturt coach, will join us at uh, 3.30 today. And then Matt Rendell. We're going to chat to Matt. He, oh, just as an aside, yes. he's going to take you to task Good. today. Yeah. Are you wearing two hats again? That's all I'll say for now. Matt Rendell will say the rest at 4.30. Two hats. Two hats. Well, well, more than two hats. Yeah, well, I know that, Roach. You need to wear them too. Be sun smart. Yeah, that's a good point. And the other thing we're going to talk about is pre-season competitions. We'll get to that. I think it's time to bring them back. I think we're mature enough as spectators to understand that players will be rested. And that was the knock on the pre-season comp. People would sook up and say, oh, they took so-and-so off or they didn't play so-and-so. It's not real. I think it's damn better than what we have now. Is it? Is it any different to what we have now? Very much so. So the strategies that each club has for a pre-season don't change, whether you put a cup on the line or whether you say they're match sim or match practice. I think they do, Roach, because players don't like playing internal trials and they have that much match sim yeah. at the moment, which is a new term for yeah. an internal trial. I think they'd rather be playing against real opposition. Well, and I think that, there's an opportunity to capitalise. That's happening from this weekend They onwards. have two games, Roach. Mm. We'll, we'll flesh that out a little bit later, though. A uh, number of texts coming through. We'll get to those very, very shortly. But not right now, Roach, we'll fly around the grounds. Uh, a bit of news out of Essendon. Yes, Jake Stringer, who has been concerning with his hamstrings for a long, long time, is even more concerning because by the time he'd finished the main training session, at Tullamarine mm -hmm. yesterday. Yesterday was Tuesday, wasn't it? Yes, Tuesday, yesterday. It was a case of tightness in the hamstrings. So he's going to go on a modified program. Won't play against the Suns when Essendon start their pre-season campaign. They're two games that they will play. But more critical of all that is, Kim, his fitness. He's one is player that... always going to be a concern at the moment. Yeah, he's one of those players that can ill afford mm. to have an interrupted exactly. uh, pre-season. Just on pre-season injuries, Roots, there's been some data released on that. Uh, let's just have a look at how it's impacted on Port Adelaide. We had texts from Annie and a number of other people. So we get some answers finally on that one. Yeah, regarding Zach Butters. How's Port looking with pre-season injuries? Okay. So we know that Jeremy Finlayson had ankle surgery in January. Mm -hmm. So he's started running on Monday. So that's a good sign for him, isn't it? Yep. At a time when... Yeah, Jeremy Finlayson's year is difficult enough as it is, off off the field anyway. And our thoughts are with him, certainly. Ollie Lord, who I've been so keen to see just how he progresses because you talk about Port Adelaide needing tall, strong options. Ollie Lord could be the one. Could be. Yep. Um, so he had a lacerated kidney. So he's back to doing light drills because you need a medical uh, clearance to get back into contact training. Now, the one that was curious to us as Zach Butters not playing in the internal. Mm. 
shoulder niggle. Now, he's had shoulder issues for a long, long time because he just puts himself in where angels fear to tread, doesn't he? Yes. How many, how many shoulders has he had strapped again and again and again? So he's got a niggle there. The other one is Ollie Wines, a knee, building nicely, they say. A, a knee? knee Did he Remember have a clean-out? Clean Remember yeah. he had a clean-out end last year. And Josh Sin, who we all wanted to see mm. after all the build-up last year, is close to return after having some hamstring issues. Hamstring issues in the pre-season. Mm. Never like to hear that. Okay, that's Port Adelaide. How's Adelaide uh, looking? Adelaide looks very, very good in the sense that, okay, you've got Braden Cook, who's had a calf. Josh Worrell, who's had some hamstring. We know about Paul Seedsman not being there because yep. of concussion. We know Roy Sloan's on the comeback from that serious injury that he had last year, knee reconstruction. So they're, they're in pretty good nick. And we know that Taylor Walker's going to be carefully managed through I the like preseason. I I'm like not going to play that first game this weekend, but we'll play the second mm. one. So they seem to be, as um, Matt Randell pointed out to us last week, you get Darren Burgess in your program and things brighten up in terms of uh, player welfare and fitness. All righty, let's quickly just go around the nation. The most significant clubs that have been impacted by pre-season injuries are Carlton. How are they no looking? Doubt. Carlton. So we've got Zach, Sam Walsh. Yep. Stunning player, Sam when, Walsh. When, when's he going to be back? They're saying he's going to miss the first month because of that back injury that mm-hmm. he has. Zach Williams has a knee. So he, well, we know that's season over on that one. That's yep. real trouble for Carlton. And Sam Philp also has problems with that uh, foot injury that's going to put him on the inactive list for a long, long time. They've got Boyd with a foot. He's going to miss the start of the season. Cottrell foot, he's longer term. Pitney knee, Jack Martin. Pitney, how long for Pitney? Not saying there, but they're saying he's still not in full training. And Caleb mm. Marchback is into conditioning and so forth. So Carlton's got a... World of pain there. Might see DeCaning doing a bit of work work there, possibly. Possibly. What about about Richmond? Yeah, they're interesting in the sense that they've got a fair bit of damage on their list as well, where you look at... We know about Castagna, where we reported that last week, that he's got the uh, problem with the hamstrings, so he's not likely to be there at the start. Liam Baker is pushing for round one. He's recovering from having his appendix removed. Can't really plan Mm -hmm. for that in a football pre-season, can you? Uh, Tom Lynch, foot, building up his training. Jack Graham... Toe, building up his training. Uh, Nathan Broad, hamstring. There's another one, another hamstring. Josh Gibkiss, another hamstring. That's long-term, but he's running again. And Caleb Smith has a foot injury that will put him in a moon boot for a we month. Certainly so see, a bit of damage there, too. We certainly see a lot more injuries in the preseason now because players are truly pushed to the uh, limit. Yeah, and St Kilda, not ideal for them at the moment. No, and we know that all of a sudden Ross Lyons starts with some issues of what he's going to do for key targets in his uh, forward 50, Max King, shoulder. That was a big one for mm. him, wasn't it? And that was a training accident. Then you got uh, Tim Mem- Membray did the knee, so he's going to have a delayed start. Jack Hayes has a foot issue. Matt Allison has a foot issue. And, and Zach Jones is dealing with an Achilles, and he's been ruled out from the start of the season. So if you look at them, Carlton, St Kilda, Richmond are probably the ones where the medical rooms are filled too much at the moment. At this stage. But that yeah. could change. Adelaide's very that good, could change though. over the next two weeks when we get into some serious trial yeah. games. Whereas Adelaide is virtually a clean house. All right. Just quickly, before we go to a break, and then we get on to the big topic. We've got it up on our uh, Twitter handle at the moment. Uh, uh, the, we've got a poll running. Yeah. Uh, at, uh, the Run Home, at The Run Home, S-E-N-S-A. Should we bring back the AFL Preseason Cup? We're going to flesh that out shortly. Have you got a... Have you got a way to do this? Uh, roughly. I'm an ideas man. My attention to details poor, but I will, right. I will flesh it out with you mm-hmm. after the break. Just quickly, Frio's made an announcement today. 
Yes, I remember when Melbourne um, decided during Sir Doug Nicholls' Indigenous route, which went for two weeks, they would take the name that the Indigenous people gave to the Melbourne district, which was Nam. So Fremantle's done the same, but gone even further, done a new symbol, actually a new, actually an impressive logo, actually, the one they've come up with. You can see it on their website, actually. Yeah, and it looks very, very good. So that will feature on their jumper. So it's more than just changing their name. And this one's going to be interesting as to what do the commentators do? Will they call them Fremantle through Sir Doug Nichols' round, or will they do the Wally Alup, Wally Alup? as is in the Indigenous name for the district? Uh, from memory, when we did that before, we did a little bit of both. Scoreboard, so you'll pay respect to it. Scoreboards on the graphics on TV would change. With yep, Melbourne, definitely. They became NAM. So there's a statement from Fremantle of their commitment to their Indigenous people in Alrighty. their area. Well done, Roach. Very comprehensive. We need to go to our first break. Then we'll come back and we'll flesh out this this. poll a little bit more. But in a nutshell, should we bring back the AFL preseason cup? I reckon it's been pretty Mickey Mouse in recent years with the community series. And Mm. I think we're ready to have a genuine preseason competition. And you've got some history on that. And it's a rich history. That's coming up on Kimbo and the Roach. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Nearly 3.20 on a Wednesday afternoon. Pretty warm outside, getting warmer. It's just jumped to 38.1 degrees here in our fair city. So I hope everyone's staying hydrated and uh, finding a little bit of shade. What's the record for the last week at Stan for the South Australian Shield team? Yeah. Could they make could they make 192, please? We've lost another one. Yeah, nine for 176. Kim? All right. Well, Victoria were in second place prior to They'll the commencement of this certainly game. Certainly be in second place now. Yeah, Adelaide may drop a little. We'll have a look mm. at that a little later. Uh, just a reminder, coming up, Martin Matner, coach of Sturt in the Sandful at 3.30. Robbie Thompson, commentator for Channel 10. He'll be looking after tonight's Matildas game. Uh, Bryce McGain, we'll probably do an update on him with him on the Shield game. And then Matt Rendell at 4.30 where he talks about the pre-season competition. Uh, I think he's going to beat his own chest as well. He may have been 10 for 10. With the draft? With the draft. He might have got them all right. I'm not sure if he got them in order. If he can give us the cross-lotto numbers, just six of them, I'll be happy with those. And he's going to have a crack at you, Roach, as well. So um, I'm not totally across it, but I look forward to it. All right, the topic for today, we have a Twitter poll running. You can get on that, at the Run Home SENSA. Should we bring back the AFL pre-season cup? I'm an advocate for it, Roach. I think it's been pretty Mickey Mouse and all over the shop in recent years. Uh, I understand, and to me, it was a vocal minority that poo-pooed the pre-season competition because some clubs weren't taking it as serious as they should. Other people couldn't get their heads around that, of course, senior players are going to be rested when it's a pre-season competition, but it was still club a club against club, and there was a bit hanging on it, whereas it doesn't seem to be as much now. I can't understand why we wouldn't bring it back have a round-robin type competition of three games and then the two best sides at the end of that. And so a four-week pre-season. Yep. We've heard, uh, we heard Ryan Burton it talking change. about... It doesn't change anything, Kim, because in the end, right now you've got serious games of pre-season being played to which you can work internal. your agenda. No, they're not internal. Port Adelaide v West Coast, not internal. No, but that's only two games. And all the clubs say that they need three or four games. Yeah, well, I, I haven't had one club 
March to AFL House saying bring back the pre-season cup because our pre-season needs it. The, the reality no, of it not is, saying that. even your system, if you broke the competition down to three games mm-hmm. and the top two went through to a grand final, you're still not going to change, as we had in the old days, Paul Roos saying, I'm not going to chase victories, I'm going to chase an agenda. Yeah. Or if you lose the first game, which then pretty well means you're going to be facing an uphill battle to make the final, even if you want to. You can be rewarded still if they had a prize structure reach that went down to the top eight and you remunerated the clubs, uh, allowed them to have a greater soft salary cap. And if there was 350000 up for grabs and one hundred and fifty for second, I think mm. clubs would have a different approach to that. If that meant getting in a new full-time physio or a new development coach, I think that would be more meaningful to the clubs. But I think it's the spectators' games, and they're all crying out for footy. We see the text that come through now. Yeah, and the history shows that by the end of the cup competitions, they were record-low crowds. Uh, they were still good crowds, Roach. And it's Not a rich the last hit. final. It's a rich hit of 27,000 at the last final. I think there's a different mindset now. I may mm. be wrong. That's why we're having the Twitter poll at the moment. Mm. You can get onto it. 47% say yes, 53% say no. I would like to see it back. And it does have a rich history. It goes way back to what? 50? Well, it began in 56 when it was a VFL with a 12-team competition. Four went to the finals. The other eight at the end of the season played for what was virtually the Herald Cup. The Herald mm. newspapers put up this competition with the non-finalists playing each other. By the time we get to the 70s, the 70s are interesting for night competitions because yeah. we had the VFL wanting to run a national competition. And South Australian and the waffle aligning itself to the old NFL. Remember the National Football League, which was just an administrative body. So we would have, you know, we, at one stage we had a cup competition played out in Adelaide, which was won by Norwood and South Adelaide over the 70s. Then we had another competition going on in Melbourne, which was just the VFL clubs. Yep. By the time we get to the mid-80s, uh, we've got that famous run by North Adelaide where they made the quarterfinal. All North the way Melbourne? To North Adelaide. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, mid-80s. You know, they, they were flying to the point whereby we had a quarterfinal with North Adelaide mm. at, uh, at Waverley. Now, by now we're into the VFL expansion era with West Coast Brisbane. And from then on, we've got pre-season competitions where different formats, uh, whether, you know, you had teams go knockout, direct knockout. Yep. So, you know, say when it was 16 teams, the first eight games were knockout and it kept going down to a final. But then as soon as you lost, you you knocked out, you were going into practice games. Yep, so and nothing that's the, changed That's there. the incentive to take the games more in ser- more seriously. But uh, they, were, they were useful crowds, Roach. You go back to the 90s and even the 2000s, you know, there's 40, 30, 60, 63,000, mm. Carlton, Geelong. And we throw it out there, though. You can have your say. Send a text. There's varying views coming through already. 0427 uh, How many pre-season cups have Port Adelaide won? Well, they famously lost their first one to Hawthorne in a final. It's always going to be remembered for Donald Dickey's haircut. And then they <laughs> he got beat, ahead of himself, didn't he? <laughs> then they beat Brisbane in their first cup win at Football Park. And then the really hectic game they played against Richmond at what was then Colonial Stadium, the indoor stadium in Melbourne, for their second one. So that was the two wins Port Adelaide had. They went back-to-back. And Adelaide had a couple of wins as well. Yeah, they had two. Uh, Port Adelaide dragged around 35,000 at both of those games. Mm. 36,000 against Richmond at uh, the old Colonial Stadium. How many did the Adelaide West Coast one at Footy Park draw? Uh, That was one of the latter ones, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was about... Was it the last one? 
No, no. Brisbane Carlton uh, played the very last one in 2013, and yeah, that was very concerning for the crowds. Well, and it was, probably but not been a different mindset then. I, yeah, I, probably not also helped by the AFL not giving the final to Brisbane in Brisbane. That didn't help either. Yeah. Uh, there were 25,000 at the yeah. Brisbane Carlton one, yeah. uh, 27,500 at Amy Stadium yeah. between Adelaide and the West it Coast was, Eagles. It was on a what are you slide. Getting, what are you getting now, though? Oh, well, now, now everyone knows they're practice games, aren't they? That's my point. So the people can vote now. Uh, you can jump onto our Twitter handle, Twitter handle, uh, at the Run Home S E N S A. We'll get you an update on that at the moment with the poll, or you can have your say on text, which is zero four two seven one five four one double six. It's pretty simple. Would you like to see a preseason cup come back? If so, tell us how you'd like it to be formatted. Now, just quickly, a lot of people might have this view. I would bring back the preseason cup and call it the Rucci Cup, <laughs> the cup no one wants to win. Yeah. I don't subscribe to that, and especially if there's incentives. And I'll tell you what, a TV network would pick it up free to air, Rooch. I reckon you'd find nine or ten would jump at it. Would you've got to structure it pretty well, it. though, Kim. You've yeah, got to come exactly. up with a good program. Uh, so do you, have, do you have premiership reunions for your famous night premiership win, the Escort Cup? That was a big night. But do you, have, do you have premiership reunions? Bloody oath we do. When? Well, we, don't, we didn't have much silverware <laughs> back then, Rooge. Uh, Simon says, no rejuvenation of the preseason cup. Add two more rounds to the season. Ooh. If you want serious football that early in the year, I would leave it be. Have your say. This is Kimbo mm. the Rooge. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Running incredibly late, Roots, for the 3.30 news because it's 3.33 already. We've got the poll. Would you like to see an AFL preseason cup again? It does have a rich history. It started to peter out. But do we want to see real trial games? Why keep scoring these games that we have at the moment? Uh, you can get onto our Twitter poll, at The Run Home, S-E-N-S-A. 49% say yes now, 51% say no. Not just quickly, is it? Well, it's just early, Roach. Oh. Old negative Nelly, the prophet of doom. Uh, Nathan Van Burlo was on SEN Breakfast this morning in WA. Uh, he was talking about the pre-season matches and how Adelaide's going. Yeah, it's um, look. I mean, every team at the moment is hanging out to play some some different opposition. It's, yes. it's um, you know, week on week, you you're playing against yourselves, and uh, it, it's really often hard to get a real gauge of a where you're at uh, and where where your you know, individuals within your squad are at. So <clears throat> it's a great chance for us to to get away for I think nine or ten days. We're in WA, and we obviously play Freo on West Coast, and it's a good chance for us to see where. Um, our chemistry is at where a lot of our guys are at form-wise because we've got um, a lot of you know, spots up for grabs heading into round one. See, they want the real games, Roach. They're getting quick... them this weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, next weekend. Not. No, they're not. Uh, here's a text coming through. Simon in Adelaide says, make something like the number 10 draft pick, the preseason cup prize. Might get a few club interested either way. Or as Kim mentioned, a monetary prize or a club concession or allowance. The prize needs to be more important than the seasonal purpose. Simon from Adelaide, you can have your say or jump on our poll. Do you want the pre-season cup back? We're late for the news. We better go to it, Roach. Live across SEN, 
You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 3.38 on a warm Wednesday afternoon. It's a little cooler they roll. Roach, it's dropped down to 37.8. It was Whoa. up to 38.1. Small blessing, Kim. Ago. All righty, as you know, on SEN, we cover all football routes. We'll be all across the AFL this year. You'll hear it live with myself, David Wildey, Mark Bickley and Kane Corns, and we'll be covering the Santful as well. We love the Santful. Our next guest has had successful careers in both forms of the game, AFL and Santful. Coach of Sturt, Marty Matner, joins us now. Marty, Happy New Year. Thank you very much, boys. Have me on. Uh, our pleasure always is. Hey, before we get into your mob, Sturt, We've got a little poll going about pre-season competitions. I think we should bring back the pre-season competition we're, in the We're AFL. dedicating it to Paul Ruse, Marty. <laughs> now, Paul Ruse, yeah. yeah. He wasn't... Ruse used to love the pre-season. Yeah, didn't he? <laughs> he, he did. <laughs> Marty, did you play in Adelaide's Cup victory in 2003 against Collingwood? Uh, yes. Yes, I did. Did yep. you? 44,000 at the Telstra Dome. What what do you think yep. about preseason competitions? And I'll just set the scene here. Like we've got texts coming through saying the AFL should only ever be played for four points. Add mm. two more games, have twenty five rounds. That's wow. from Michael. But people are missing the point. You you still need a preseason. You still need match practice. So let's make it worth something. That's my opinion. Yeah. Well, well, now that I've coached, I've seen both sides of it. Like. At Sydney, we were all about... So at Adelaide, I reckon we went through a transition period when Neil Craig first started and we wanted to win and we wanted to implement the way we wanted to play. So yeah. I reckon we, we were playing our best team. We were, you know, we were really... We were going really well. We had a great pre-season. We were going flying at the start of the year, I guess. But then in Sydney, I got there and it was more about giving young guys a go, having a look at different people, trying different things, different strategies, different players, you know, different scenarios, um, you know, and tweaking game plans and stuff like that. So... And now that I've been coaching, I've seen both sides of it. Um, and I think that it's it's hard for every club to get the same or what they want out of everything. Agreed. You know, some want to hit the ground running and set up their season. Others, like I guess myself, I want to try some different things that we've probably done over pre-season that I haven't done in the past in terms mm-hmm. of game plan and structures and stuff. So, yeah, it's it's a hard one. And um, Well, let's test you, mate. Yeah, if the Sample right now yeah. announced... That your three practice games, so you're playing Glenelg on March mm-hmm. 3, you're playing Norwood yep. on March 11, and you're playing West Adelaide mm-hmm. on March 17. So they are the three qualifier games for the Kim Dillon Cup. And if you were the top two of the 10 teams after three qualifying games, <laughs> Marty don't get too excited. Bruce, you could have used a better example. <laughs> I'm saying there should be two games. Would you, would you play Sturt straight away from March 3 to win the Kim Dillon Cup? Oh, that's a tough question. Mm. Um, what I'm saying is, though, with the AFL, yeah. there's a million dollars up for grabs. Yeah. Now, that can go to your soft salary cap, so that would give you an extra yeah. assistant coach, a full-time physio. Then There has to be some type of remuneration. Yeah, well, then, but then again, I would say, like, yeah. But then you've got to remember the teams that... I know they've changed it now. See, back in the old days, you used to start at different times. Everyone starts now at the same time. So, mm. in terms of, like, pre-season and yep. things. So... Um, I would say no. Like I'd rather get my team right for finals in September than probably win a pre-season competition. Now, if there's money on it, that's again that's a whole another question and debate and dilemma. Mm. Um, but I'd probably look more at the bigger picture of you know mid-season end of year than probably right now. 
Mm, interesting That's situation, really but uh, and all we're hearing now Understood. from the players that we've spoken to, and you would have been in the same boat, I certainly was. It's Mickey Mouse playing against your own teammates. And we just heard Nathan is, Van Berlo, that... yeah, as well saying they don't know where they're at because they're only playing against themselves. Yeah, and then that's, I guess that's the funny thing in February is everyone thinks they're premiers and everyone thinks they're flying <laughs> and you're playing against each other and you think everything's going really well. But I guess that's where, you know, in the past, I we've played two trials, you know, before the season. We've mm-hmm. played three trials. We've played, you know, one, had a week off, played two, then gone straight into the season. Um, I mean, ideally... For us, we've sort of got to the point now where we've done it a few different scenarios that we probably think that three trials, a weekend off, and then going to round one is pretty good. Mm. Um, but then again, this year, we've got two round one and round two, then we've got gather round, then we've got a buy. So yeah. all those different things change mm. your mentality and your thought process. And do you get it right every year? I don't know. Oh, well, last last one on yeah. this, and then we'll move on to Sturt. But uh, if you were, if you were in the AFL program still, where you have been as an assistant coach, what is the best preparation in terms of preseason games? In oh, your opinion, well, I think I think two two a minimum of two structured games against opposition. Mm. All I right. think that's. I mean, some clubs might say three, but I think two to three gets you what you want. All right, we've got a poll going uh, at. The Run Home SEN, SA, that's on Twitter. It's 48% want it back, 52% don't want it. Where would your vote be, a pre-season cup? Gee, you've been busy recruiting, Matt. Hang Marty. on, where would, you, where would your vote go? Uh, oh, well, I, think, I think, well, if it was AFL, I think one's not enough. Like most clubs have got a structured one game. I don't think there's enough. I think two is at a minimum. So, so would you bring back a cup pre-season? Well, I don't think a cup's any good because it's every every club's in different scenarios and different. You know, right. as I said before, some clubs will want to play kids, others yeah. want to start the season well. All those different things. So, all right, you're a no. Damn, yeah. I thought I you sit might on the have... fence. I I'm... sit on the fence. I all sit right. on the fence. I'll take that. It won't affect the poll. Then I still might win this one. Away you go, Roach. <laughs> so you've been busy in the off season there, Marty, with your changes to your squad. Who's making the yeah. biggest impression of the newcomers at, at Unley? Uh, or oh, a couple of them. Um, a couple of these bigger names like Connor McFadden and Marty Fredericks, um, Charlie Parker have been very good. Yeah. Um, and I guess probably the and even and even some of the younger kids that we got from Sydney and Charlie Molan from Williamstown have been the three Sydney kids, um, Anderson, Puncher, and G Committee. Mm. Um, they've all they've all been really good. Um, and then I guess the other one is like a Nick Sadler who missed out on the draft last year. Um, but has now, you know, spent sort of, you know, three months with us in a pre-season program. He's going really well as well. So, um, yeah, it's it, 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 again, I said before, like it's a weird time for everybody. I think I yeah. think we're going really well um, until we play some opposition. Then we'll find out exactly where we sit. How did you stop Marty Frederick going back to Woodville West Torrens, the Mighty Eagles? How did you pinch him? Shame on you. Um, well, <laughs> it it sort of <laughs> um, it was a it was a sort of an interesting conversation. So. Um, his manager, we know, you know, Peter Rhodes. So he sort of, um, we sort of know him through other players as well. And then, sort of, he did a bit of um, work with Tommy Lewis, um, one of our players. So Tom had a really good relationship with him. Um, so we sort of, you know, got Tom to make contact with Marty, and we did as well through, you know, Chris Trapp and myself. And then, sort of started to build that. Um, and then, yeah, we sort of just worked that and. I think he um, he fit in really well, and he's really enjoying it. Um, and it's been yeah, really good get for us. So, Marty, which zone, midfield, defence, or attack, did you feel you needed to bolster the most? 
Far out, that's a tough question. Um, well, I think we need to add the components to all three. It also yeah. then came down to, you know, availability of recruits and players you could get to the club. And, um, you know, there was, I guess there's, you know, there's not too many, you know, 200 centimetre ruckmen running around. No. Um, there's probably not too many 195 plus centimetre forwards running around as well. So, mm. um, you know, economic McFadden was probably, you know, one we targeted early. Um, and he's come in sort of replace Sam Wonky, I guess you would say, in that sort of key position, defender one role. Um, and then I guess, you know, the the Charlie Parker was the one that, you know, we wanted Charlie back to the club, so he fits in. And then Marty Freddie was the late one that sort of just, you know, we just, yeah, you take the best player or the talented player that comes off an AFL list that adds, you know, good quality footballer to your, to your list as well. So, um, you know, there are, I mean, ideally we would have probably... You know, we're looking at a forward, but again, there's not too many of them running around. So then you've got to look at what's the next best thing or what's the next best player or what's the best thing for the club as well. And, um, you know, we were able to, I guess, get some good quality players in, but then also add some depth as well. Liam Punch is a key defender from Sydney. Um, He's a young kid. You know, Riley Grundy left last year. Mm. So that's probably the other part of it as well. We've lost a few guys of that. You know, Anzac Lukowiak, um and Mahali Lukowiak, and then we lost mm. Riley Grundy as well. So, sort of about again, like trying to get guys in your club that can replace those or fit the mould of those players that you lose as well. And how are you spreading with the boundary changes? You get the Adelaide Hills more deeper into that area. Is that offering you more depth for your juniors? Oh, it probably just it probably just makes life easier in terms of. Having the, I mean, we would love to keep the River Murray. It's yeah. been a pretty good breeding ground for the club in the past in terms of players coming from there. Mm. Um, you know, Jared Lena, Chad Wingard, Tommy Lewis, those types of players coming through. But, um, you know, with the population of Mount Barker and how big that's getting, um, you know, we had, to, we had to sort of not lose, but that was the thing that we decided that was, you know, the best for keep to keep the hills um, and keep building that relationship with that zone and that and that competition. Um, and, and again, that's been a great breeding ground for our club as well. So, um, yeah, it, and it suits us well. Like We train up at Mount Barker, so we got our internal trial. We train there tonight at mm. Cornerstone College. Um, it's very easy for a lot of our players to get there as well. Um, a lot of our development squads train there, our juniors train there, and our women's all train there as well. So... In terms of that, it's um, yeah, it's been a positive, I guess, in terms of still keeping the hill zone. Just quickly, the Sample W is going gangbusters at the moment. Uh, it started last week. You had an eight-point loss to South Adelaide. You take on Central District at Thebiton Oval at 12 o'clock this weekend. Uh, are you getting involved in the program? Uh, yeah, I've been to a couple of trainings, um, and, and it's been good to... They're, they're training similar nights to us, which is a bit hard to get to too many, but um, yeah, I mean, the program's going really well in terms of the junior development side of things. We've got a lot of younger, you know, under 16, 17 girls coming through the program um, that are playing now league footy, which is great for the club in terms of that retention. Um, and we're able to get a couple, you know, Alex Ballard, I think, who got drafted to Port, going to come back and play a couple of games. Kieran Muller, who's at the Crows, is going to come back and play a couple of games, which is great for our younger girls to see the pathway and then those girls yeah. come back and be involved. It's um, Yeah, it's really exciting for the club in terms of that junior pathway for yeah. AFL and also our senior program. Marty, always good to chat. We look forward to uh, your first game when you host Glenelg who knocked you out of the finals by 16 points last year. That game gets underway on April the 1st at 10 past two. Hopefully we'll chat to you before then during the pre-season. Good on you, Marty.
No, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. He's an absolute ripper. I was just thinking when I was chatting to him when he was on the fence and then he was slightly against the pre-season competition. Never ask a bloody coach. We know that. It's like, oh, rule, it's like rule changes, Roach. I thought his reaction to the Kim Dillon Cup was priceless. Yeah, oh, well, what was it? You reckon that was to the name? or? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a bit of correspondence on that. Oh, Mar- really? Mario, get stuffed, all right? Oh, he language. says, what should the name be of the pre-season cup? The Rucci Cup, 87%. <laughs> Dillon, 13 It was a really poor example, Roach, you idiot. All right. Thank you. Uh, And here's another one that's come through. Give you a bit of a lift there. Give something to be named after you forever. That that was ridiculous. (laughs) Um, This one says, Kim, would you rather do your knee again playing a pre-season game and never play a league game or do your knee in a real game? Well, I'd rather do it in a pre-season game against another club than in an internal, but obviously I'd Rather not for anyone doing mm. knee full stop. All right, you can have your say. Do you want the AFL to bring the preseason cup back? 47% say yes. 53% say no. Get on board. Get onto our Twitter at the run home SENSA. Vote it back in. <laughs> Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. I'm still full of the Holy Grail. 3.56, we're live from Studio Lumo SA, right here at number one King William Street in the city. Temperature currently sitting at 37.8. It is a warm one. We're running a poll. Should the AFL bring back the pre-season cup? Let's make it fair dinkum and Ridgy Didge. I say yes, because I think it's been Mickey Mouse for about a decade now, Rooch. A lot of texts, though, coming through. This one says you don't need match practice. Everyone will start on the same footing, Kimbo. So some people tried to express that view a few years ago. Yep, just go, just go cold. Go. Get in. Yep, let them play their pre-season games and get straight into it. Uh, here's one from Alan from Alberton. Get Hello, Al. Al. Are you listening to Brecky? Has Bix won you over? He's very fair, Bix. Is that fair, Roach? That's true. You're a port man? Yes, he's a very good man. He's very balanced. He is. Um, people need to forget about the incident. Everyone's got something on their record, haven't mm, they, Kim? They have. He had a little brain fade that day. Even uh, you had one. Well, had a few. Oh, yeah, that's got reported true. three times, yeah. Roach. Well, three? Three. Yeah. Wow. I thought there was only one. No, I got off one of them. Oh, well done. I was guilty for that one too. (laughs) (laughs) Big Ruckman, Hayden Cutting. I was that played for South Adelaide, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you were innocent in the first one, you got two. Yes. You were guilty in that one and you got off. Yeah, and then I I had a um, a, a, a bit of slap and tickle with a lad called Deadly Miller. Uh, that was playing for West Adelaide. Right. You had a lot of fun with Westies, didn't you? <laughs> Westies, yeah. There's a bit of history there. For some reason. Um, all right, here's another text. Alan from Melbourne. G'day, Big Al. Afternoon, Kimbo and the Rooch. I would prefer they started the season a few weeks earlier. While we're at it, I would also like to see the bye go to add another couple of rounds. The AFL can appease the AFL Players Association by limiting the number of home and away games each player can play. Wow. Yeah, there's something left field. It wow. may require a couple of extra players being added to the list, but it would enable a few extra games and make a slightly more equal competition. Ooh. Um, 
there's a little bit of logic in that. I tell you what, I can't stand. That would test you on managing your list, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, that's what you have to do. I disliked immensely the split round over three. Yeah, they three do weeks. muck around with that too much. Uh, not, not. And, and the one I can never understand, Kim, is how does it work out that when we get back to playing, you can have a team that's had the break playing against a team that's been playing for two weeks. Mm. Well, why doesn't it, the team's had the break plays another team that had the break. I know. Let's get a quickie just before we go to the four o'clock news. Then we'll be joined by Robbie Thompson, mm. commentator for Channel 10's coverage of tonight's Cup of Nations match. There actually is a cup. Oh, you sure th- it is? I think so, Roach. I'm going with it. We'll All ask right. We'll ask Robbie. Right. But the fact is we can win it. If we win tonight against Jamaica. Yeah. All right, let's hear from Nathan Bamberlo. He was on the Brecky Show in Perth this morning. Um no, I was just thinking the time difference. No, we didn't. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Hey, this is VB and what he expects from uh, Rankin, Isaac Rankin this year. Ooh. Yeah, look, he um, he definitely will be in and around the ball uh, a lot more than what he had been at, at the Gold Coast Suns. It was sort of something that he really wanted to do coming to, to our footy club. Uh, and he spent the whole summer training with uh, the midfield group and he spent time forward as well, obviously learning the craft and the, the systems that we have ahead of the ball. Um, but he's got a skill set and um, I guess just more or less his polish around the footy when he gets the ball in hand and his cleanliness at ground level makes him um, a weapon that we want to have up and around the footy. So, um, you know, we'll no doubt showcase hopefully a bit of that on, on Friday. We... Yes, they're in Perth along with Port Adelaide, two games. They each play Fremantle on the West Coast over the next week. Taylor Walker will not play the first one. That's a smart move to just manage him through this preseason. And the biggest question of the weekend will be, how do the people of the Republic deal with Kim Dillon declaring West Coast will win the wooden spoon? How did you finish up on the radio last night? I had to uh, go on Perth Radio. The West Australian. Upset a few people, Rob. I bet you did. I had a chat to Peter Vlahos, who used to work with uh, Channel 9 many years ago. Um, Really, did he? Yeah. no, it was a very fair interview, oh, right. and I gave my reasons why. Did they take them? Well, he actually said, mm. I don't know if you're listening, Pete, um, but mm. he thinks they're only going to win five or six. Not sure if he said that in the interview. Well, that won't get them bottom, though, will it? No, no. But um, yeah, look, they'll, be, they'll be down there, won't they? Uh, 75% said no on West Coast finishing bottom. We ran a poll on that, so only 25% agree with me, but that's fine. Oh, yeah. I don't mind, Rooch. Let's get to the news. I'm known for Let's those clever predictions. Right. All right, yes. yes. Yes, you killed Carlton off. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Live across SEN... You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Four minutes past four on a Wednesday afternoon. We're live from Studio Loom OSA. It's a warm one out there. Take care. It's 38.1 degrees. It's just jumped up over the 38-degree mark once again. Just a reminder, Matt Rendell coming up at 4.30. If you have a question for Matt, you can send a text on 0427154166. Stay tuned. He's going to have a crack at the Rooch about something, Rooch. He thinks you're sort of wearing two hats at the Minimum. Minimum? Minimum. Yeah, a man that has plenty. So maybe has our next guest. A big game happening tonight when the Matildas take on Jamaica in the Cup of Nations. They can win the Cup if, in fact, there is is a a Cup. cup. Is there a Cup? Well, we'll find out. Channel 10 commentator Robbie Thompson joins us. Robbie, thank you for your time. Is there a Cup to be won? Gentlemen, there is a Cup. I can confirm there is a Cup. And hopefully for the Matildas, it's going to be only the fourth Cup 
in the in the Matilda's history if they get their hands on it. So that's a nice one. And they've been in good form, Robbie, haven't they? Having that first win over Spain ever. That's absolutely right. They've been in great form. It's actually six wins in a row now. They're getting wow. close to the all-time Matilda's record of eight wins in a row, which was set just before the last World Cup. And, of course, it's just hitting form at the right time because the Women's World Cup yep. is coming up in Australia in, in four months and six wins in a row. I mean, to beat Spain... Before that, we beat Sweden. Before that, it was Denmark. These are big clubs. These are big, big nations in women's football. And uh, we're setting a bit of a mark at the moment. Now, uh, I just detect a, a very strong accent there, but you are saying we. Give us your background, Robbie, because you sound like you're an Australian now or you're having an each way bet. No, no, I'm from Canberra, born in Sydney, grew up in Canberra, um, but have been living overseas for a, a long time, basically since 2000 was living overseas, came back last year to commentate the A-League um, and football in, in Australia. So my accent's undergone several um, <laughs> evolutions of trying to be understood overseas. <laughs> and, uh, but, I, but I assure you, my blood is green and gold like oh everyone God, else. I love it. Here. Now, <laughs> Robbie, this winning streak, does it also come with some clarity now as to what sort of format the Matildas are going to play towards the World Cup? Have we worked out exactly what this lineup looks like leading into the World Cup? I think so. I think you're spot on. Um, there was a, there was since Tony Gustafsson, the mm. Swedish coach, took over two years ago. He basically had a year of of trying out new players, of trying out systems, and there were some pretty negative results mm. yep. along the way as well. There were he- heavy defeats against the likes of the Netherlands and Germany and Spain. Well, just seven to, nil against just to, Spain just seven months ago. Just yep. to make that very clear, Robbie, it was eight wins, eleven losses, five draws in his first twenty four games. It's not a, exactly. Yeah, no, so, not so an inspiring of, record. No, and there were a lot of questions being asked. And then all of a sudden, he had the, the brainwave to move two of our best players, mm. obviously Sam Kerr up front, who plays for Chelsea and is one of the best players in, in women's world football um, by some stretch, and Caitlin Ford, who plays for Arsenal and who is in great form playing for Arsenal in England at the moment. And he decided to play those two up front, change the system to a 4 4 2 from the 4 3 3 that we've been playing. Mm. And it literally coincides with those six wins in a row. So even when Caitlin doesn't play, like the first game against uh, Czechia, Czech mm. Republic, who now like to be called Czechia, it was a 4-0 victory for, for the Matildas. So they, they have found form and this new formation and this new system they're playing. And I think, it? to be honest, I think this will be the way we run into the World Cup now. Robbie, what do you like of 4-4-2? What do they get out of it, the Matildas, that makes them so successful at the moment? Well, the, the main thing is that Sam Kerr is not isolated up front. Yeah, so yeah. she is no longer, at the moment, our sole goal-scoring threat, which, I mean, for a long time, and purely and un- perfectly understandable, we thought Sam Kerr is the best striker in women's football. She's played in America. She's top scorer. She's played in England. She's top scorer. She's in the Champions League. She, she's an incredible footballer. Let's just get the ball to her, and she'll score. But other teams can put two or three defenders on her mm. and nullify that threat. So now we've got two very fast and combative wingers in Courtney Vine on one side who plays her football still in Australia for Sydney FC. Hayley Rasso on the other side who's just broken a hand, unfortunately, against Spain, so she'll be missing tonight. And then Caitlin Ford and Sam Kerr in the middle. So instead of, of working with one main striker with two wing support, we've now got two main strikers with two wingers pushing up and really offensive. And... And also, it's happened in midfield. We've found this great combination between Kyra Cooney-Cross, yeah. who's a very young player, um, who has won the title twice with Melbourne Victory, 
now plays her football in Sweden. She's alongside Katrina Gorry, who's returned after having um, a baby and is now back in the side. Uh, brings her kid Harper to all the games with her as well. She's the super mum in the middle of the park. There's just a great balance. We're, we've struck a balance and, and something that's very offensive and, and dangerous. I mean, four goals in one half against Czechia, three goals in one half against Spain. And, I, and I'd be worried if I was Jamaica tonight, even though mm. the rain is coming in horizontally at oh, the moment. Oh, okay. Who do you think? Who do you think standing firm in that defence at the moment? Claire Polkinghorne is the rock. She's just set the new record, obviously, for the most ever appearances for the Matildas um, at 153. She scored in the last two games as well against Czechia and Spain. She's the captain of this side when Sam Kerr is not, and she is an absolute rock because the goalkeeping situation is still a little bit between yeah. Tegan Micah, um, Lydia Williams. And Mackenzie Arnold, we're not sure who will be in goal for the World Cup and if they choose to go with one. Ellie Carpenter, who plays for Olympic Lyonnais, who won the Champions League last year, is just coming back from a knee surgery, so she's been out for nearly a year. Steph Catley on the left, but, but really Claire Polkinghorne in the middle is, is the rock. And for the moment, we don't know who really will play alongside her at the World Cup in those two central positions, but she is... a. Uh, a legend, green and gold for 18 years now. So as we mentioned, the Matildas looking to pick up some silverware with a Cup of Nations victory. Jamaica yet to pick up a point. Australia goes into this as red-hot favourites. The match gets underway at 6.40 tonight, Adelaide time. You can watch it. You can hear our good friend Robbie Thompson doing the commentary. You can watch it on 10 Bold, 10 Play and at Paramount Plus One. Robbie, we really appreciate your time. We look forward to your call tonight. Fantastic, gentlemen. I hope you can understand the accent down there. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. Hey, actually, very <laughs> Robbie, before you leave, how would you describe Liverpool's performance in the Champions League last night? Oh, I'd like to prefer to, to describe Real Madrid because they they are the most remarkable side. I mean, look, they they did it last year. Real Madrid, they fell behind in every single match. You just can't write them off. But Liverpool are in. I mean, they're a team that just don't have their consistency this year. I mean, a lot of people are very disappointed, but, but look, Real Madrid did it last year to everyone. They did it to Paris Saint-Germain. They did it to Chelsea. They, they did it every single match last year. They, they, they do it to everyone. I, I feel a bit sorry for Liverpool fans this morning, but, you know, they're, they're, they're out of the premiership run probably. Um, this is going to be difficult to come back from, you know. But, you know, they've had a good run. Mm. Liverpool fans have historically been, you know, in, unsupportable when they're winning. So... Right. <laughs> so they were 2 0 up, Kim. Yep. And Carlo Ancelotti, the manager of Real Madrid, produced some of the most interesting moves to get Real Madrid scoring five goals unanswered to take a 5 2 lead into the second leg. They were just remarkable. And this is what we're, why we, this is why we love sport. Yep. Expect the unexpected. Hey, good on you, Robbie, and good luck tonight. Fantastic, gentlemen. Have a good one. Uh, you're spot on, boys, too, about the coach of the Matildas, Tony Gustafsson. Mm. He's copped a lot of heat in that first 12 months, but he's stuck fat and he's always conducted himself But look what he was dealing with, well. He had to, first of all, settle a group that had gone through a fair few issues off-field with investigations, reports, yes. so forth. He's then got to work out who the players are and which format. So he's settled now on 4-4-2 after finding the other systems weren't delivering the best. And just like Robbie pointed out, when you then... They have less reliance on Sam Kerr and more diversity in that lineup. You're going to get better results. Be a great game tonight. Yeah. You can see it on 10, 6.40 as we mentioned, on 10 bowl, 10 play and Paramount plus one. We need to go to a break. You can still have your say. Do you want to bring back the AFL Preseason Cup? 
I do, just get onto our Twitter oh, account at the Run Home S E N S A. It's sitting still at forty-seven. Say yes, fifty-three percent say no. All right, we're going to find out what went wrong with the Redbacks. That's oh. coming up next when we head to the Junction Oval. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Eighteen, Kimbo and The Roots with you. You can have your say on 0427-154-166. We're throwing it out there today. Would you like the AFL preseason cup to come back? It's gone down, Roots. We've got a poll on Twitter, at The Run Home SENSA. I want it to come back. What's your best memory of the AFL preseason cups? All of them, Roach. Are you you're kidding them. yourself now. It just no. All of them. I loved it. And I tell you, if they package it up right and they do it over a month, I will guarantee you Channel 9 or Channel 10 would jump on that to have a month of AFL football. Yes. Well, why didn't they before? Fell well, off the, free to wear. The AFL didn't do it, want to do it. No, Seven didn't want to do it. They would have had access to it. They left it with Fox. They don't Roach. make those decisions without understanding the public's appetite for it. Seven has the rights. I'm saying nine or ten would love the opportunity to cover AFL football. If it was done properly, if there was the right incentives, if you had a million dollars going towards your, your soft cap, or even if it was just cash in general. So you think even in the era when Paul Roos, like we heard from Marty Matner, mm-hmm. Paul Roos like, detested those pre-season competitions. If someone had come into his office and said, Paul, we've got a chance here to win a million bucks. You go, what do I care about that in March? I want to win the real thing that's worth millions and millions in September. Well, you can have both, Roach. But he might say one compromises the other, like Marty Matner told us. Well, he'd be out the door. And he's not coaching, so we don't have to bring him up now. He's gone. <laughs> gone. <laughs> Number of texts coming through. Yeah. Pre-season games got you physically and psychologically ready, so you kicked off the year towards uh, in your prime. That's from Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, still, that still happens. Mario, are there any figures on how many sandgropers Googled the name Kim Dillon yesterday? Oh, that's harsh. Yeah, I did get a nice introduction from Peter Good. Vlahos. Did he mention you won the Escort Cup? Uh, no, he didn't. Uh, 1983. Played Who'd you beat in that final? Uh, South Adelaide. Oh, yeah. And, now, uh, there's a good point. Yeah, now I've got a really good text now on that. That is a good text. I've, that got one. To, I've, I've got to find this one, Roach. I've lost it. Here we go. From this our friend is, in Brisbane. Yeah, Matt in Brisbane. I love the preseason cups. It's the only time in my 51 years I've seen South Adelaide win anything. Mm, yep. But it's not the real prize, is it? So that was the Escort Cup when I played in that, Roach. And yes. it was worth $10,000, I think, to the club, which was an enormous amount of money. How do we translate that money. to today? 10,000 in, what, 83, so? so? Yeah, which is a while ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> what, would have been, um, what would have been the average take-home pay then? Not sure. Yeah. I know they were giving $500 to the player of the match. Oh, not a TV like Robert Klomp got? No, for getting no <laughs> possessions or something. <laughs> that was remarkable. No. Lou Richards, man of the match. Uh, Robert Klomp. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look at the stats. Zero, yeah, Lou, I think it was Lou. four touches, yes, wasn't it? Yes. I got it against that was in a Panasonic the semi-final, TV, wasn't it? I got it against uh, Nord in the semi-final. Okay. Against our good friend Keith Thomas. Ooh. Yeah, I tripped him over that day. Well, we're learning things I, about I you, aren't you? <laughs> Do you want to know about the celebrations? Or I shouldn't go there. <laughs> uh, from what I already have heard about the celebrations, it's best you not make them public. <laughs> no, they're not. Not, not. 
not kosher nowadays? No, I don't think that translates. You know the woke society we have. It really? Oh, it was, no, There's nothing Dango. illegal. I, showed, no, I, I understand was, that. I was, I was responsible. I understand that. Yeah, it probably explains why we lost to Norwood. Got three <laughs> Next days week. Later. <laughs> All right. 4.21, we're heading to the Junction Oval. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Just a reminder, Matt Rendell coming up after 4.30 news. If you'd like to ask Matt a question, send through a text on 0427154166. We'll talk about pre-season competitions. He wants to talk about uh, last year's AFL draft where he picked 10 from 10. And he wants to have a crack at the Rooch. Quick text coming through before we go to Bryce McGain. Escort Cup! Exclamation mark. How long do South Adelaide supporters dine out on that win? Nearly as bad as the Coca-Cola Cup West Torrens won. They oh, mean yes. nothing. Yeah. What was the Coca-Cola Cup? Uh, well, I remember the one Port won because it was John Cale's last game. Remember it? when uh, it's like that VFL competition of 56. Yep. If you didn't make the finals, you got to play in a cup at the end of the year. And if you lost mm. the elimination final by the end, you got in there as well. well That's I'll, how I'll I remember t- the Coca-Cola Cup. Well, I'll tell you what. I was there. There's no name on that text. Yeah. And I played in the game where yeah. we won the Escort Cup in 83, Rooch. And they meant a lot. It meant a lot to our supporter base because we hadn't won anything since 1953. Where'd you finish in the home and away season? Just missed out on the finals, Rooch. Like ninth? Ninth, yes. We were wow. out of 10. All right. Ugh. I'll say it again. Get stuff. <laughs> uh, and... SA Redbacks won bugger all today too. Bryce McGain joins us now, former Australian cricketer, great leggy. Uh, We got belted, didn't we, Bryce? Yeah, Kimbo and Roach, unfortunately, uh, South Australia were on the end of a a bit of a belting in the end. Having said that, there were some good signs for South Australia as they uh, look to emerge uh, their way through. Spencer Johnson, six for 87 on debut. Yeah. Shining light in that second innings was excellent. And uh, it was Ben Menenti as Again. well, 82 with the bat. Now, he was batting oh. as high as six, mm. which probably is a spot or two too high for him in an ideal world. But he did a pretty good job in that second innings. South Australia bowled out 190, 177 yes. runs short, Unfortunately. 82 off 96 balls. He doesn't muck around, does he? No, right from the very first ball. It was probably his only streaky shot. He got a French cut for four, and then after <laughs> that, he kept on finding the middle of the bat and sending the ball to the boundary, and it was a bit of a shock for the Victorians. They then had to adjust, and yeah. uh, he was he was set for 100, um, and he probably deserved 100, to be perfectly honest. He batted beautifully, but uh, he was picked up in the end. Uh, Mitch Perry for Victoria... Uh, bowled exceptionally well. His five, first five wicket mm. haul, and he took the outside edge, and Sam Harper took a bundle of catches as well. So Victoria win three in a row. It was the chase. Both teams had won two to this point, and uh, they were hunting down their third win in a row, but Victoria edged it. Uh, on the bigger picture, you haven't seen Mr Short go to Tullamarine Airport and get on an international flight, have you? After his performance <laughs> in the <laughs> Shield game. Gee, there's a lot of people leaving uh, India, though. There's, uh, yeah. There seems to be some one-way tickets. Uh, Agar leaving today. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys are across that news. That uh, Not where's Agar, but we're talking yeah. about Ashton Agar yeah. leaving India. He'll come back and play a bit of domestic cricket with a view to coming back for the one-day series a little mm. bit later on. But, um, no, we haven't seen Matt Short, but he was the player of the match. Uh, batted superbly and... Uh, 
you know, I think he makes a couple of states pretty proud, South Australia and Victoria, because uh, he's had an amazing summer and he, he's nearly clocked the game. He's just He just understands himself so well at the moment and uh, there's hundreds popping up in Big Bash, Marsh yeah. One Day Cup, now in Sheffield Shield, and um, he's got the hot bat in the country. Okay, so Pricey, Victoria we... locks into second spot. Does it stay that way, WA Victoria, for the final? Gee, I'm not, I'm not sure. It's so close. Two games to come, and yeah. this is the best time of Sheffield Shield cricket because, if you know, even if there's, there's sort of flat wickets and there aren't wickets taking, teams will be declaring. They'll be opening okay. doors. They want maximum points. So the last two rounds, really, other than New South Wales, who unfortunately dropped off the pace a bit, they're on the bottom of the table, that it might be a long reach for them to get to the final. But any of the other teams can. Victoria can drop the last two, of course, and WA are sitting pretty. It'd be pretty hard for them to miss out, but the rest of the teams are all hunting down that second spot. Well, okay. we'll try and get Dizzy Gillespie on the show tomorrow, Roots, to find out where the Redbacks sit. Uh, Brycey, thank you so much for the last three days. We really uh, appreciated all the updates and the interaction Indeed. we've had with you. You've been a genius. Great. It's been great to catch up, guys, any time. And uh, as I say, have a ripper day. Good on you, Bryce. Bryce McGain there, a member of that famous club, Roach, to have only played one game, one test game for Australia. Oh, I thought you were going to say the McGain Club. Sold by McGain again. Yeah. Uh, spelt differently. Right. Uh, we will have McGain Real Estate back on board this year. More How's on that in going? the coming weeks. Is he all right? He's going well. He Is went he to, even on this part of the world? Yeah, he went to the Sting oh, concert last night. Yes. Of course. Yeah, he tried to ring me when he was going through a, a McDonald's very late at night. <laughs> Thankfully, I missed the call. Love you, Dobbo. <laughs> uh, a few texts coming through here, Roach. We'll get to those very shortly. A few people wanting the preseason cup back. Not many. It's 46%. You're losing. A, it's 47%. There's a lot of people that want it, Roach. I've only just started the campaign. I'm very happy with that result. The Kim so Dillon far. Cup. Don't be a, <laughs> not allowed to say that word. <laughs> Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. The 4.36 on a Wednesday afternoon. It's dropped down a couple of degrees, Rooch. It's down to 36.4 degrees. After oh, I getting... think the temperature's about to rise. Well, possibly it may. There could be a bit of uh, hot air emanating from our next guest. And now, rightly now, so, Rooch. Now... I've paid off my debt. When are you going to pay your debt to Matt Randell? Well, I'm going to change the subject here. We've got a good text from Brett, if I can get to that before. Yeah. I own Matt nothing. Yes, and I'll you tell do. you why very year shortly. of coffee. Hang on a sec. We're running a poll here on our Twitter account, yeah. at the Run Home SENSA. It's pretty simple. Uh, should we bring back the AFL preseason cup? 46% say yes. 40 54 say no. Brett says, good afternoon, guys. Yes, in capital letters. I would love to see a preseason cup again. When we, Port Adelaide, won the Ansett Cup, that was our first official piece of silverware. Then we won the Wizard Cup. It was brilliant. Bring back the Quickie Cup. <laughs> All right, let's go to our next guest. He's known as the List Guru for a reason. Very much Rich, so. And he's going to tell us what that reason no, is. Should. Matty Randall. Hello, Matthew. Good afternoon, fellas. I'm going to go on a rant. Oh, so hello. Hello. So our last interview we did last year was before the draft when you two blacks asked me if I could come up with the top 10 in order, mm -hmm. which I duly did. In fact, I think I came up with 11 out of 11. Mm. And then 
we have our, of which, mind you, Cal Toomey comes up with the exact same 10 out of 10 on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. We, have, we come back on air after your three-month holiday, <laughs> you two blokes. Yeah. Not a mention. Nada. Zilch. Nothing. Donuts. <laughs> I was hoping for, geez, you killed it in the predicting the draft. Well, so Cal Toomey runs with the same 10. And then I'll have to listen to bloody Gary Lyon and Tim Watson praising Cal Toomey all week. Well, they don't know poo from clay, those two blokes. Oh, hello. <laughs> I, I'd like to apologise. I'm telling you, yeah. you, you don't get that gold that I gave you as we parted. You don't get that gold off your part-timers, Blighty and Gibsy. <laughs> you don't get that sort of stuff. Wow. I love they it. They give you innocuous you... rubbish, those two blokes. What have you had for lunch? I've had plenty. I haven't finished yet. Oh. Rucci. Yes, This Matt. is on you. Right. You, you are trying to play down Port Adelaide's chances this year. You even quoted Mick McGowan as saying that Port Adelaide have the 10th best midfield in the comp. Well, I can tell you, Mick McGowan, he doesn't know poo from clay either. Oh, now, Matt. <laughs> he talks a different Matt. language to everyone else. 10th best midfield. Give me a spell. All right, well, that's, you're trying to let's play have down. something on quoting, this. And you're quoting Mick. Let's have something Actually, I know Mick very well, so I hope it gets back to it. Well, what, what, midfield have they got? What, what midfield have they got then? Where do you rate what them? What do you mean? Well, I don't know. I haven't done the midfield yet. Like, Mickey's sitting at home writing all his rubbish. <laughs> That goes in the sun that no one can read. Oh, here um, we go. But, um, but I'm telling you, it's way better than it was two years ago. Yes. You've, you've lost uh, who out of it, out of the midfield? No one. No one. Uh, if, if, you're, if you're counting a bit of Robbie Gray. All right, but now you're but a Ruckman. Francis, you are a Ruckman. Got, so are you sure their Francis Rucks will hold in. up? Will you've their Ruck Rosie unit hold in. up, Matt? Come on, let's do it. Of course it will. Scotty Lysak won a flag. Yeah, but he's, he's had... Negating Grundy. He's had a year out. Yeah, well, it'll be all right. Well, be a year fresher. Out. They come back, they're good. I hope exactly. you're right. Put I hope you're right, Matt. Matt I would love you to and prove got, me wrong. And you got Dixon, mm. and you got Finn Lason, who did a super job at the end of the year. Yeah. And also, Sam Hayes will be better for the run last year. He wasn't fit enough. He'd been, he, he he been leapfrogged by Brent Brent Teagle. Teagle. And you've got Teagle. You've got a heap of them. What are you right. talking about? What's happening Bruce? at the back? At, well, the back relies heavily on Aaliyah Lear. Not Does it injured. ever? That's what it relies on. Yeah. But this, this was the same three years ago. Two years ago, it was exactly the same. So their forward line's better. Um, so if with, it was uh, if it was Rioli head-to-head and, right and now, head-to-head right now, better with okay, head-to-head right now, would Ooh. they beat Geelong? Well, where are they playing it? You can play it on Mars. I don't care. Well, they, they, they hardly beat them at Geelong. They mm. absolutely flogged Geelong at, at Adelaide Oval Reach. Mm. Have you forgotten that already in the final? They slaughtered them. You know, he's done what he does well, and he's been doing it for 40 years. <laughs> nice deflection, oh, nice oh, oh, Rooch. That wasn't the... Rooch, uh, have you forgotten that game? It was two years ago. That's what we're talking about. Their midfield better I'm than it was I'm talking about years ago. right now, if they were to play head-to-head with Geelong, would they win? I'm right happy now. That if they're playing, if they're playing at home, yes, absolutely. Ooh. Would they beat Melbourne? They could. They should be able to beat nearly every team in the comp at home. I don't know who could beat them at home. Their team is really good. Their now, list is great. Do you want to go through their record against these teams in the past five years? 
And we were comparing two years ago when they finished second. Oh. Not five years, not four or five years ago. Not Brisbane last for year. ages. Well, they, get, they, they get a chance second. in round one. I'm going to change direction of the conversation. All yeah, right. you're ready? Direction. Yeah, it's reached a little bit of deflection there. The fact is, you're trying to play down their chances at Port Adelaide. You're on the payroll. Just quickly, in relation to the fact that you picked 11 out of 11 in the AFL NAB draft, um, we Ooh. were acutely aware of you doing that, and we were going to do a documentary on your good self. But now that you've grown <laughs> up, pumped up your own ties, stuff that, we're not doing it. What we want to talk about, though... No, we'll do it on Cal Toomey. <laughs> no, we'll spend the budget there. No, Matt's very good to us. Hey, we want to talk the pre-season cup competition. You played in it with Fitzroy, and there was getting 40, 50, yeah. 60,000 people there. Um, I genuinely believe it should come back. We're running a poll. It's 46% yes, 54% no. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and I just think um, a month of football, a month of football, three-round robin events, then a final, have a million dollars up for grabs, yeah. get nine or ten to cover it. People are fanging for it. They want football, not these <laughs> no, Mickey no, Mouse internal trials. No, I agree with you about the Mickey Mouse internal trials, but no, it's it's no good. The season, 23 games now. they got an extra week. Um, really, you know what those games are good for? They were great for taking them to the country, which they'll do for a game, when is it, this week? Yeah. Next week. Yeah, Next week. week. Well, this package, week. Uh, package do, them up. They're great for the country, people, but the players don't want to play in them. The coaches don't want their players playing in them. And I think this will probably be the last year they haven't. They, they do that much, uh, much simulation now that we never did in our day. Yeah, but the players um, hate that. So, We've had all the players on. They don't enjoy playing against each other. Well, that's the way it's going to be for a long time. And don't, don't, so don't even ask them. And don't ask them and don't ask the coaches. It's what the fans, we're the ones oh, that the provide well, the income for the, the game. The players will probably say, give us a couple of games. I used to like to play four before the South season, but we didn't do match sim every week. Well, don't so, do the match um, sim. Do your match sim in the games that you play. Well, you're going to have to get the coaches to agree to that. But No, you uh, don't. You is... don't ask coaches about rules and you don't ask them about how the game well, should be. Well, if you put the right. games in, they'll stop doing as much match sim, probably. Yeah. But, but lo and behold, if you lose one of your stars... Um, yeah. But that happens. It can happen in an internal trial. That's all the... You've it, been it can negative happen in Nelly. Match sim, but at yeah. least you can control it. At least you can control your match sim right. and where your bloke's playing that. Right. But... Um, Oh, look, I know they're fanging for a, a game of footy. What are we watching at the moment? Crack cricket. Yeah. So um, <laughs> there's nothing to watch. So there's that gap between, um, you know, the cricket and, and, the, and the footy season, which was filled by women's footy up until mm. uh, this year. Well, this year is the first time we haven't had the women's footy on. I enjoyed watching the women's footy in, in this period, mm. and it's gone. So it's at the end of the year. I'm not sure they've completely got that right. So, um, anyway, yeah, de- people are desperate. I'm desperate to see a decent game well, of footy. Well, what, so, would, what uh, would be wrong think, then? What would be can, wrong? Uh, You've got we big. We got big squads. What would be wrong with having four weeks, three matches, then a final? You get a million well, dollars up. They're petrified for... of losing their guns. All the t- teams, and if you're a supporter, and you lost your. Gu- 
a gun, you'd be going, why are they? But that can happen. That can happen matches? this week when when well, Port play. Yeah, well, that's why they're only playing one. There's less chance, isn't well, it? Well, they're playing two. No, they're playing two. But you're right. They do control. Yep. They control these trial games far more than you could. A well, they're still doing that. Game. Taylor Walker's being rested. Yeah, you but can still do it. But Matt's right. All of a sudden, at, at three quarter time, Ken Inkley could decide things. To change things up that you wouldn't be able to do in a cup game. Well, that's right. I'm, going to, maintain, I'm going to maintain the rage. It's up to 47%. Uh, now it's for not years. coming back. Yeah. No, it's not. Money speaks all languages. Did you play in that famous uh, Fitzroy semi final for the cup at Waverley in the 80s, mid 80s? Uh, uh, no, that was. Um, the cup semi final, that was. Yeah, wasn't it late 70s? No, there was one in the 80s. Oh, was there? Yep. You've even forgotten it, have you? See, that's how, that's how I remember was, a lot yeah. of stuff, and I can't even remember those preseason games. Tell you what, we just got a text from Sally Ann. She says, Matt Randall is up and about. <laughs> you <laughs> are, and your phone's but, bloody working too for once. Yeah. First but, time you know, ever. You know the only thing I remember about a trial game? We played out at Central Districts. Yes. I marked the ball about 10 hour forward. It was a bit too far out. I was looking a short pass. I kicked the ground. The ball rolled through the bloke's <laughs> legs on the mark. My, my most embarrassing moment in footy. Lucky it was a practice game. Okay. <laughs> oh, I've just copped a bit here. Kimbo, you have the memory of a goldfish. No one ever liked the pre-season competition. Well, hang on. fifty and 60,000 people were turning up to go and see it, never mind the ones that were watching it on TV. Hey, here's a text no, for you, Matt. I don't know yeah. if you can answer this or not. Hi, boys. Can you ask the big man, Matty, which South Australian lads are looking good for this year's draft? So that's not till November. But have you got any names for us? Oh, no, no, I haven't. But you asked me about... I haven't yet. Uh, far too early. Uh, uh, you asked me about the big bloke from yes, South Adelaide, 207 yep. centimetre. Yep. So I, I spoke to a couple. Uh, one of... Never heard of him. Oh. But one of them said he went to Westminster mm. and he did... He, he uh, trolled the house down in the yeah, testing. He did. Uh, they, they would have got the results for that. But I don't think anybody has seen him play... No, no, no one's seen him play yet. That's the point. But everyone's getting interested well, after seeing those well, under eighteen um, uh, yeah, combine unless results. Someone can, unless someone's seen him play in Westminster last year, yeah, uh, we don't know much about it. Nobody's the wiser. Well, if they did watch him, give us a ring now. Mm. The number reaches one three eight seven three six seven three six. Hey, Matty, mm. uh, you were keen to pump up that you've got eleven out of eleven in last year's draft, the twenty twenty two draft. Mm. Who do you think's going to uh, be starting or lining up in round one? Could we see Aaron Cadman with GWS? Who, who do we think's going to be? Oh, look, I haven't been. Look, I, I really don't follow it that much in the preseason. It's just those preseason games. I, I used to tell people. Don't pay any attention to them. If you see someone you reckon, I've seen blokes a star and they're gone mm. at the end of the year. Yeah. So that's why I don't pay too much attention to them. Uh, you know, everyone's flying on the track at the moment. Mm. Uh, no one's going poorly. Everyone's as, everyone's as fit as they've ever been. Mm. Um, so uh, I'm just going to wait till I see them play. There'll be obviously quite a lot of these kids will play, I think. Ashcroft, uh, I mean, they're Brisbane. Yeah, I think he'll play, and mm. um, maybe uh, I think Philippou will play if yep. he gets through the rest yep. of the preseason. They're giving a good rap on him, but yep. no surprise. Um, interesting how he spilled through to ten. What about his um, reaction this I'd... week, Matt? Where he's gone? If any of the SA clubs come knocking on his door, forget it because you had your chance, you missed it. And I'm enjoying it here. Oh well, I like his attitude. Yeah. Yep. Um, so. I, I just talking. I think I spoke to you blokes about it, but um, 
a few recruits tell me they, they struggled to work him out personality-wise. Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot. I've, I've, um, I've, I've downgraded some blokes. I, I think the, the perfect one was Sicily. I, I couldn't work him out for the life of me. So they still can't work him you out. Sort of mark, you sort of mark him down a little bit. Mm-hmm. and it, Well, I'm prepared to take him in, but I'm not taking him in the first round because I'm not sure where this kid's going to be in three or four years' time. Well, he's Captain of Hawthorne. To do that. That's one we got wrong. Yeah, he's Captain of Hawthorne. Mm. Matty, always good to now, chat. Matt, but before you go, very, oh, here we before go. you What's, go, what, what, what? we're followed by Sports Day with Jared Healy and Kane Corns. And who do you think their special <laughs> guest is tonight? Um, oh, it'll have to be Cal Toomey. Correct. <laughs> it is Cal Toomey. We'll be joining the boys after us. <laughs> We might well, send him this I, audio. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should send it to Corn. Corn, you'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> he he heard it. I can assure you. You're very up and about today. We've absolutely <laughs> loved it, and the fact your phone sounds brilliant. You must have a new one. Hey, we'll chat. No, you fix you fix your lines. Yeah, yeah, we, I think yeah. <laughs> You've had a crack at everyone today. Yeah, um, I haven't missed anyone. How good? Was, how good was the '83 Escort <laughs> Cup win by West Torrens? I know you weren't there. <laughs> they fly? South. We beat South Adelaide. I dominated. We've got to go, Matty. <laughs> <Don't roo. laughs> uh, he's an absolute ripper. Wow. And you just playing down Port Adelaide. He's all over that. Well, when we do our predictions for where they'll finish, yep. I won't have Port in the top four. You won't? No. Because you want to play down there. No. You asked... All right. Why would I do that? No, I believe What do yeah, I gain I from that? Hey, we've got a few minutes, yeah. uh, and that's why we got rid of Matty, but he was very entertaining. Well, we didn't get rid of him. We just said goodbye to him. Well, we said goodbye to him. But I wanted to hear from uh, Tommy Atkins mm. from Geelong. Chilling like, stuff, this. Yeah, well, part of their midfield rotation and became a very, very good player, or yes. better player this year. But he was on with Gary and Tim in Melbourne this morning. And uh, <laughs> this is him talking about how hard it is to get a game for the side. <laughs> no, no way. Um, <laughs> no, I'll, yeah, I reckon they'd be... Maybe five or six guys, maybe maybe more, a couple more that are um, pretty sure of their place in the team. Uh, I think the rest of us, are, um, just with the the evenness of the squad, um, you know, I actually messaged Grind um, last night. Our team photo got released. Um, and I was just going through the faces, and there's you know, majority of those guys you'd be happy to play in the AFL team. So, um, you know, I said to him it might be one of the strongest lists. Um, we've ever had. Um, it's definitely the strongest list uh, we've had since I've been here. But um, yeah, it's it's good. It's a good thing for the cats. That's rather ominous, isn't it? Very much so. So seventeen players don't even know if they're a chance to be playing, or even eighteen. Yeah. Well, they usually have the defending champ as the one to beat, and they certainly that Geelong. Talking of expectations, let's quickly have a listen to Nathan Van Burlow, who's on SEN Breakfast in WA this morning. This is Nathan on the expectations of the Crows. Oh, look, we we want to keep growing our game, Tim, and that's and and we firmly believe that if we if we play to our best and we we stay fit and healthy and we give ourselves the best chance, there's no reason why we can't compete with the best sides in the comp and and put ourselves up and around that finals contention. Um, you know, last last couple of years we've lost a number of games by two goals or less. That had we won those, we put ourselves in a completely different predicament. I mean, you look at Collingwood last year, for example. But what we've been building in our game the last couple of years is you know, our want and ability to stay in the fight uh, and be really hard to play against. So we're hoping that that you know underpins our game and that we can now add a bit of polish to our game that hopefully you know um, gets us 
more of those positive results uh, and the confidence in the group grows, and then you just never know. Make no mistake, the expectation is to play finals for Adelaide this year. They mightn't say it uh, as loud edge. as other sides. Yeah, they'll, they'll, be, be they'll be in the conversation. Yep. Here's a quickie to finish on, Rich. We've got about a minute to go. Mm-hmm. Text coming through. Well, there's been a number of texts talking about uh, the red bags, uh, saying when, when are we going to get a decent opener or can we get one from interstate? We'll try and get Dizzy on tomorrow I'd to maybe answer that. Us to do Alabaro. Yeah, but uh, you know, we've been waiting a while, Rooch. No, no. uh, this one says, can you ask the Rooch, that is you, Rooch, yes. to give us the truth about Zach Butters? Will he be playing in the practice matches? Well, he's got a shoulder at the moment. I'd expect him to be playing. So we'll, we'll ask tomorrow. We'll get some, get some detail from uh, Paul. We'll have a Port assistant yep. coach on uh, either tomorrow or Friday. Uh, so. Bumfluff Benny just told us it'll be Friday. Friday Likewise okay. with the Crows. Hey, thanks for getting involved. That poll... Should the AFL bring back the preseason cup? 53% say no, 47% say yes. Bring it back, Uru. Leave it alone. Good night, everyone.